Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 487 for January 12, 2019, and my name is Henry Privetier. Yeah, it is. That's Chris Privetier because he's Hi. he's noisy. I'm a jerk. Yeah, we have a couple quieter voices. We have uh, Jonathan Stringer. Happy New Year, right? Yeah, it's your first time on in 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see if I can murder this, Pascal Takaya. Hi, Merry Christmas. Yay, Merry Christmas. Happy it's Takaya, New Year. Anna. Oh. Did I did I murder it? No, that would, that would be very Japanese. <laughs> Takaya. <laughs> uh <laughs> I wonder what privateer is in Japanese. We'll have to ask Anna. Oh, uh, I liked I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I liked it before I got married because it was really easy. It was white or head or Oh, Whitehead. Oh, yeah. Whitehead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really white easy. Whitehead. So it's really easy to remember. I can't even do that one. All nope. Right. All right. So uh, instead of trying to figure out what our names are in Japanese, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Oh, Anna. So, Chris. Anna. So we've been watching AGDQ. Yeah, no, I'm not good this. at speedrunning. Yeah, and so Chris decided in his infinite wisdom that he'd set up his little Raspberry Pi. Yeah, this is with all the games, an Odroid XU4. Whatever. He's he's got his little fake console, mm-hmm. and he decided that as whenever we they play games, I'm AGDQ. Them too. Yeah, um, it's like I'm gonna experience the games like they experience them, and then I realized no, I'm gonna die in all these games in five minutes, and then just watch the rest of their run. <laughs> Couldn't even finish Sonic, Anna, and I know how to beat Sonic. High five for 25. Woo! What's that? Oh, there's a bunch of levels that you can do in 25 seconds if you're good. Oh, I'm not good. No. I couldn't even do the first level in 25 seconds, and I tried. <laughs> well, you know what you're going to have to do? Practice. Oh, I'm going to have to get good. Yeah. I yeah, get good. Mm. Get good, scrub. I was, I was playing other games. I'm just... The games I have never tried before... Anna, I was playing around the Famicom disk system on that thing. I have to unload and load floppies with the controller. Yeah, how are you liking those um, porn games? I haven't played any. Okay. Your mom is here. Are you kidding me? I don't even want to play those with you around. I don't want to play those. (laughs) They look bad. (laughs) Is she going to give a guest appearance on the show? Um, Uh, No. The porn game lady? No. (laughs) So the week... The week after um, after Anna's mom leaves, is that going to be your what I've been playing this week? No, feature? no, I don't. <laughs> all the porn games. They don't look like good games at all. Even if you're into that, no. <laughs> you don't understand how bad these look. Like, I feel like you're kind of complaining that that pornos aren't at the Oscars. You know, like what what do you expect? You know what? Maybe we should set aside Chris's expectations of pornographic games. And Pascal, let's talk about Octopath Traveler. Yeah, talk because, about pornographic games. Um, this, okay. this, yeah. this, this dovetails into GDQ. That ninth path, what am I talking about? There, oh, yeah. There was a speed run for Octopath Traveler that got funded for AGDQ, and I watched it, and it blew my mind. Did it? What kind of... a what time are we talking about? Uh, an hour to finish Tressa's Ugh. four chapters. And they had four so, characters. So they, they like <laughs> picked up Tressa and then Hanit and then Cyrus and then Therion. And then they ripped through Tressa's two, three, and four chapter in like less than 20 minutes. It was amazing. Wow. 
so which yeah, means you could almost have played the and finished the game back in the um the three hour demo day. Yeah, close. Or finished a big chunk of it anyway. Well, no, they don't let you do past chapter one. I thought. Um. Oh, okay. Well, I knew there was a three hour limit, and obviously, I never got anywhere close to being done with chapter one. So I don't know. <laughs> I thought it would just keep going. Maybe no, not. I well, and some of the things that are in the full game aren't in the demo game. So, like, um, ha- how far are you in Octopath? Let, let's jump back in on it because you played it for yeah. a bit and then you were and then you noped out of it uh, and now you're coming back I, to it. I've just had a hard time getting into it. So, speaking of not finishing chapter one, I have not finished chapter one. Oh wow, wow! So, um, have heart because here was my experience with Octopath. Playing through all of the first chapter ones, I repeatedly fell asleep. Past chapter one, the game is so much better. So they, they literally put out a demo of the worst parts of the game. Isn't that wild? Like you would Good think job. that the, you would think that the front end of the game would be the most interesting part, but no, it's totally not. I and mean, if I have to choose, I'm I'd rather per- have the later parts be more interesting. Yeah, but, yeah, wow. and that's the thing is it, but it's the opposite of what my expectations are for a game. So I mean, I was like nodding off during some of these like initial story sequences, and I'm like, oh no, this game that I've been looking forward to so much. Is it going to be terrible? No, just the initial stories are kind of weak. I've heard some mixed things about that. I've heard some say some of the first chapters are good for the good characters, but then as you go along, they don't really tie together that well. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, by the time you finish... Different character stories? so far along. Yeah, so they're... By the time you get 80 hours in, it really picks up. No, I finished it in 60. So, I mean... I, these people, they're like, you have to play 120 hours to get through the full game. I'm like, but but why? <clears throat> so here's the deal. And I'm going to keep this as spoiler-free because um, I don't want to wreck it for you, Pascal. Um, the All of the Chapter 4s that you do, they start to tie together. So you could end the game at the end of all eight Chapter 4s. And it kind of feels like it intends you to because they roll credits. However, if you do all four, all eight chapter fours and you finish these eight um, side quests that are tied together, they don't feel like they're tied together until you finish them all. You then open up a optional um, final chapter and it is a boss gauntlet where after you defeat each boss, you will get insights into um, what motivated everybody to go on their journey in the first place. Because it turns out that there are things going on behind the scenes that no one realized until basically chapter four. And so sounds kind of intriguing. It does an amazing job of tying everything together. Wow, it's like except, you know, the real end of Dragon Quest that you never got. Except you know? here is the thing that drove me bananas after you. So once you go to that boss rush, you cannot save and you cannot leave. And after the boss rush is a final boss that is harder than anything else you will find in the game by like several factors. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this, but I'll give it a try. And I did. And it wiped me within like three minutes, maybe even two. And I was like, all right, sucks, because it means I'm going to have to go through all those eight bosses again, which 
isn't a, a burden, just annoying. And so I was like, all right, but let me make sure this is worth it. So I quickly pulled up a video. And after you beat that boss, you get nothing. There's no additional story. There's not even credits. So wow. it's just there to be really, really hard. But there is story elements in the post-game content, just not after that. Correct. So it's like if you... Mm. Honestly, my recommendation for like a casual player would be like, go in there, do the boss gauntlet, and then just turn it off. Or like uh, try it and get a wipe out it. at some point. Try it. See if it, it clicks for you. Maybe I just didn't have the right setup for it. I mean, I was... I was looking at some of these like, uh, so once you hit chapter two, you start unlocking jobs. And so not only uh, you get all the jobs that everybody in your eight party has. And then later on in the game, you can unlock super jobs. Um, and so everybody can not only have like the job that they naturally have, but they can have a second job. Yeah. I listened in uh, last week to your cast right. when you were talking about that. Yeah. And so that helps you um, sort of fill in the blanks of things. Um, and you can either like uh, shore up someone's weaknesses or like make them crazy, super powerful. And so I looked up some guides. It's like, what are good classes for some things? And I had pretty much all of them lined up the way that most guys are recommending. So it's like it wasn't that I was playing the game wrong. It's that the boss is hard. Yeah. So what you were saying about falling asleep in the in the initial chapters. I mean, I've heard like I've heard from quite a few people that have played it or tried playing it. And some people persevere and some people drop off. And I wonder if that's kind of why, if they're saving like the good, you know, the the good story revelations or when it gets deep till later. But shouldn't the I game know, be fun to play with, regardless of the story revelations? I find it fun to play. But you were falling so, asleep. So there is <laughs> a you know, ton naps are still of good. story, and the story in the first <laughs> chapters moves very slowly. So this is this is actually yeah. a relaxation game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not recommend this as before your bedtime game, or maybe I should recommend it as before your bedtime game. <laughs> It'll put you to sleep. Put that yeah. on the box. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a that's a. Uh, I've never felt so well rested. <laughs> <laughs> RPGamer.com. <laughs> so yeah, you kind of a... honestly once you get into it, the 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 first chapters are there to set everything up, so they're really dense. And there's not a lot of combat in them. And I feel like the combat is where this game really, really does well. Um, once you get into the second, third, and fourth chapters, way more interesting story, in my opinion, far better pacing. Um, and I really love sort of that end game, post um, game dungeon, except for the final boss. Yeah, I, I don't, um, I'm not particularly fond of boss rushes. I don't know if I ever talked about it here on um, on RPG Cast, but uh, Josh and I talked about it on, um, I think Backtrack maybe. We talked about it everywhere we could for a while, which was a uh, Metal Max Zeno. Mm -hmm. We probably did. We probably did yeah, mention it here. Yeah, you did. Talk and it's about got it. it's got an unskippable uh, uh, boss rush. I think it's I think it's three bosses and then the final boss, who just like you explained Ooh. for Octopath is like multiple times more difficult, and. Neither one of us had anything anything positive about the game. We still had to say at that point kind of went out the window with that boss rush. But this wasn't a post-game boss rush. This was the final boss of the game. No, and I mean, so, yeah. I, I feel like that's the one redeeming factor of this is like the boss that I bonked against 
not required to enjoy the game by any stretch of the imagination. It is there to challenge you. And I can understand and appreciate that and still nope right on out of there. So that's good. Yeah, you pretty much addressed my my one question I had after listening to you guys like last week because um, I'm having a hard time getting into it. And part of it is like um, I keep thinking back to when I played um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I absolutely loved, like one of my favorite games. Um, but I I really disliked every time when you had to take a break from the story because it was an open world game on top of having, you know, a very um, involved story. Mm-hmm. And um, and the story kept getting interrupted. And that's kind of how I'm feeling now. I mean, I, like I said, I'm I'm very, very close to the beginning still, but I, the stories are already getting, you know, disjointed because you, it's one person's story and then it's another person's. And I figure by the time I do all eight, is it ever going to feel like the stories kind of get in the way of each other so to to keep me from really um, enjoying the, the the narrative aspects? But you kind of, you know, you kind of answered that already just now. Yeah, so I, I agree. At chapter one, they feel very disparate. It's like, why are these people even together? Um, but as you go through the game, you're realizing, oh, no, wait, they're, they're actually connected in ways that I didn't understand initially. And then you get that post-story boss rush dump, and it's like, whoa, they're really connected in ways that I didn't expect. Well, that's definitely giving me a little bit of inspiration now. Yep. So... Um, I also popped in Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition this morning. Literally popped it in. All I've done is watch the intro video. So stay tuned. I will have um, actual... Well, we're talking about what you will be playing at the end of the yeah. show. Stay tuned Arr, for that. All right, Pascal, what else have you been playing? Oof. Um, so I had two weeks off um, bet- over Christmas and New Year's. So I've just I've played all the games pretty much. All the games? Yeah. What are and all the games? Well, there's way too many, but I, I try to kind of pare it down to just a few that are more like appropriate did for you RPG play the cast, duck, maybe. Did you play the duck and pig game? Um, the only pig game I can think of right now is, is Monster Boy, so I don't think that's oh, it. <laughs> okay, but you played Monster Boy. That's something. I did. I played it yesterday for the first time for a little bit. That, that was fun. You like um, If you like platformers, you were talking about a platformer a few minutes ago before the, before the recording yeah, started. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Monster Boy, this is the new one or the, the old yeah. new one? Yeah, the, um, <laughs> the old new one? Okay. Well, so the one I, yeah, from I don't last year or the one, from, or the one from last year or the one from the year before? Uh, from last year. It's the most recent one. Okay. It's super colorful, super animated, and um, I don't know. I kind of, I mean, I think I played maybe 40 minutes so far, so I can't really, you know, I reserve judgment on the game as a whole. You, it's 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 your platformer, and um, you do you get different forms, animal forms throughout the game. You get to uh, you you get changed into different animal forms. I know there's a a lion, a snake, um, others. The first one you get changed into because normally you're just a you're a human, and um, after the first level you get changed into a pig form, mm-hmm. and the pig and each form has its own you know I guess uh, abilities, but in this case the pig has kind of a drawback, which is He's a little portly, so he can't wear any of your armor or equipment, which means he's missing. You actually get stripped of um, abilities. So rather than gaining abilities, you get you play the second, I guess, level or however many levels it is um, before you can change back because it's not um, it's not an optional change. I think it does become optional later, later on. Later on, yeah. Kind of, 
kind of like your Metroidvania. You ha- you can yep. use different abilities, but at at first it isn't, and that's I'm still in that phase of the game. So you actually get stripped of abilities, and you have to figure out how to now um, navigate effectively with with less with less uh, skills at your disposal. Anyway, it's it's fun, and um, I kind of dare anyone to watch the uh, the opening video, like YouTube it, and and not love it. I mean, it's like pure. Um, 80 Saturday morning cartoon, but maybe with like better graphical uh, graphical fidelity. It looked pretty awesome. That wasn't going to be a game I was I was really going to talk about. I just didn't know what the the pig and duck game is. He's talking oh, about Mutant Year Zero. Mutant Year Zero, yeah. <laughs> oh nope. <laughs> I think I've heard you talk about that. Yeah. That's the stealth game. Uh, yeah, sure. It's XCOM esque. It's okay. the, the tactical yeah. XCOM-y, really freaking hard game. Um, I did play some Kingdom Hearts. I bought the, uh, the collection. Ooh. Yeah. Going to try to pound I, through I, that before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out? All right. Well, I guess that's... No, no, not before. I mean, not at this point anymore. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> um, I bought it like when it came out um, back in November, I think. And I just now finally decided to install it. I mean, this is never going to be a... I, I'm not the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan, so it was never going to be a... I'll finish it all before the game because I have to play Kingdom Hearts 3 on the day of launch or anything like that. Gotcha. But um, eventually I figured, why not give it a shot? Um, the Kingdom Hearts... Uh, the only games I've played were the two main story games, the, the mainline games. I haven't played any of the, the spin-offs or the handhelds ever before. And to be honest, they they haven't really gone down in my memory as very favorable. I know I had more fun with the second one than I did with the first one, but I don't know. I, I really kind of in my memory, I kind of detest the first Kingdom Hearts game, and I decided, well, you know, I'm much older now. I'm I feel like I have more experience under my belt. Maybe it was the way I was playing it that was not working, so I tried it again. Um, I've probably put two, maybe just two or three hours into it up to this point. Again, I'm. Um, I'm in the first uh, Disney World that you get to go to, which is um, the, well, what's, what is it? I think Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland. So it mm-hmm. must be Wonderland. And it is not, uh, so it was not just the fact that I was younger when I played it. It's it's tough to replay it. The, I mean, I haven't wrestled a camera like that in really since I can remember. It's it's awful camera control. The combat doesn't doesn't feel fluid or good and, you know, granted, it was an early PS2 game and all the excuses you can make for it. But, I mean, with with this being a remake, I, I guess I... Maybe it's not fair to call it a remake, but a re-release. I could have... I guess I could have hoped for some improvements on camera and control. And there don't seem to be any. And it isn't a lot of fun. And I guess if it wasn't the story that ever like grabbed me in the first place, it probably won't do so now either. That's my experience so far with Kingdom Hearts. It's not good. <laughs> That's all right. You don't have to like it. I think it's going to be a like couple hours a week game until it's done. So look for the Kingdom Hearts 3 review coming sometime in 2021, I guess. <laughs> I don't... All right. So what's Soma? Oh, have you not heard of that? Oh, no. Well, it's not an RPG, so that's fair, but um, it was a free game on PS Plus, I guess also in either November or December, a little while ago. Um, is, so it's Is this game to carry? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. okay. No. So here's 
here's a little bit of what I thought about it before I played it. So it's it's the most recent game, but I think it is like two years old already, from Frictional Games, and they're most well-known for Amnesia. Oh, that game's scary. Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to recall real quick. They did... Oh, oh, and of course, so before Amnesia, they did um, the Penumbra games, which were also scary first person. But, you know, Amnesia was the game that everybody knows and um, always makes reference to when, when you talk about scary games. Um, and I haven't played much of Amnesia, but, of course, I know as much about it as, you know, most people talk about. So that's what I pretty much expected. I thought, oh, Soma, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be kind of like what I've what I keep hearing about amnesia, and I started no, playing it's different. it. Different. <laughs> it is. It turns out to be different in some ways. I think better. Uh, I think different in 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 like as in in ways that improve it. Um, it's it's definitely a game that um, tells its story through um, a lot of like environmental storytelling. You do pick up. Um, okay, so let me, I, I have a habit of getting ahead of myself. Let me back up. Um, it's a game where you um, you start out in after the introductory chapter. You start out in like an under an underwater base, and you have amnesia. You have no idea how you got there, and you don't know who you are, um, and you don't know what's happened. But something has clearly happened, as there is no other. Um, no other like signs of life anywhere in the base that you can explore. You find audio logs, um, and there's uh, crazy, I guess, like um, robots that have turned insane uh, wandering the halls. And it's it's more of a stealth game than it is anything else because you have to um, you have to try to stay out of sight. You can't battle. You can't uh, combat anything. And that's kind of the setup. So I figured, well, that's you know, that sounds like. Uh, prime real estate for a scary game and it it is that but it is much more of um science fiction than it is um horror i think and it just might it just had my jaw like hit the hit the ground several times with its uh the storytelling that it does and it's so i can't say anything about it at all because it would literally give away anything that's worth knowing about it but as you find out what has happened um within the base itself and then also on a on a, a larger scale what's the the background behind why you're in this underwater base um it's really incredible storytelling and i think i mean i easily had uh, one of my favorite game playing experiences with it of 2018 um Turns out, in the end, the one thing that I wasn't crazy about, even though I like scary games, was the moments of, like, scary stealth type stuff. Whenever there's an enemy you have to try to sneak around or run away from. That turned out to be my least favorite part of the game. And that's kind of what I thought this game was uh, was going to be all about. So, you know, that was a little surprising to me. I, I, I was wishing that there would be less of that by the end of it. Um, they do have a mode, and I'm assuming it was probably patched in after the release at some point where you can actually play with no enemies, like right from the um, the title screen. And you can just play for the story only. So that should, you know, that should pretty much tell you that um, turns out the horror was 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 not really the most, like the, the key feature of the game after all. So it's amnesia, uh, but with, with less of the, the, am, what, the amnesia um, experience to it. Overall, it was great. I, I actually was planning on doing like a, a little write-up of it um, for the site, maybe this weekend, if time allows. Sweet. Looking forward to it's it. It's a great game. It still has tons of atmosphere. There you if go, you're Anna. Into anything... you, want a, you want a creepy, weird sci-fi story, but without enemies? 
Mm. Yep. Mm. No. No jump scares. Optional. Optional enemies. Are there jump- um, so mm. I mean, I didn't play the the mode with no um, enemies, so I'm. We can at I'm least guarantee even, extremely reduced amount of jump scares. Yeah, I'm not sure what else would really be the jump scares. I mean, there might be a few. So keep in mind, this is underwater, right? Right. Um, so even without the the crazy like um, the the crazy robot enemies, there there are times when you do go out of the station into the underwater environment, and it's I guess it could be possible that there might be some jump scares still in there. Okay. Um, but if but like a for for a, a slightly let's call it spooky for a little spooky game, but with like just insane amounts of atmosphere and a crazy sci-fi story, it was really really good. And there's even um, towards the end, there's even some some moral dilemmas. They do give you kind of a choice, like three, two, three or four different times you have a choice in something you get to do. It doesn't really impact much about the game, but it's it's so well done. There are choices that, um, I don't know, I kind of had to think about, like, will I feel good about doing or not doing this thing that I'm being asked to do? You know, um, I can either I can either take it or leave it. Can I can I live with myself? You know, I, um, or can, will my character will be able to live with himself if he does this? I mean, there it, it gets really trippy, and so I would highly recommend just trying it out. It was free. Um, I can't imagine it's very uh, expensive to just purchase it. Where was it free? The, uh, PS Plus. Mm. Oh, so, so we it's, should. You know, have I played it. it. I played it on PlayStation Four. If you did download it back uh, a month or two ago when it was free, then yeah, you I'd got it. I probably have it. Yeah. Oh, and um. They have a sale going on right now um, for a few more days, the holiday sale. I picked up um, 428 Shibuya yesterday. Finally, finally. Ooh, Alex is playing through that. I, I want him to be on the podcast so he can talk about it. Yeah, Josh talked about it before, I know. Josh and loved so, it. And that, that's on sale right now as well. Oh, um, one more thing. I, I finally bought myself a Vita over Christmas. <gasps> like, Christmas present to Yay! myself. You have like 300 games you need to play now. Oh, God. Yes, I know. <laughs> and I, I did start. I'm about one. And I started um, Udaware Rurumano. Udaware Rurumano. Yeah, I, um, there, was a, there was a screen early on in the game where the character actually says the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, there's an option where you can repeat text. And I had her repeat it multiple times. And I was studying how to say it. And following along and really practicing, I think I had it down for a while how to say it right. I'm probably butchering it now. So I've played about an hour and a half of of that. The first one, Mask of, I think, Deception might be the first one. I'm not sure. And it's freaking weird. Nobody else has played it? No. Not on the cast. I have it. I just haven't started it. All right. So I was waiting for agreement, but (laughs) so you haven't played it. It's weird. Yeah, Alex was else not to a say. fan. So. Oh, really? Yeah, no. I I got the impression he was, which was kind of what what got me interested in it. All right. I think he said the second one gets a lot better. Yes, he definitely agreed the second one was better. But it's um yeah, I don't know. Again, I I've, I've not played much. I can't see. They, there's a there's a it's another character with amnesia and like in most RPGs <laughs> when when a or at least old old school RPGs where you get to name your character. Mm-hmm. There comes a point within the first hour um, that's all about what's your character's name. So it's uh, it's your guy who wakes up in the woods by himself. Um, uh, except, well, there's there, so he's not oh, he's not by himself. There's another there's a girl around that I guess she found him in the woods on his own. So it's just the two of them and they just chat back and forth. The first hour and a half is nothing but visual novel. I think at some point there's tactical RPG gameplay involved. 
there has been no hint of any of that yet. And I'm and I, and I've been playing like several several short sessions. It's just visual novels so far. Anyway, they have a, a conversation about what's his name, and he doesn't remember because you know he's an amnesiac. So he decides he gets to pick his name. And so I'm now I'm poised for, okay, I get to choose my name. And there's, um, you know, it's like a 10-minute segment where the two of them just discuss what his name might be. And eventually it gets chosen for you anyway. And you never get to pick your own. And then there's another, I think, additional like 10 or 15-minute conversation about underwear uh, that I think precedes that. They talk about underwear first, and then they finally get to talking about what your name is. So if that's not if a 50 minute conversation about underwear is what you want in your game, then this is right up your alley. It's weird. Super Japanese, I guess. All right, I'm done. All right, Jonathan, what have you been playing? All right, so I've been playing a lot of different stuff. I'm going to have to uh explain a few things too. Well, first I'll do the easy ones. Uh uh couple switch games i got super smash i wasn't even gonna get it but then my nephew was coming over i had him stay the night and hanging out and i I knew he'd like it so i went and got it and uh play i've probably played about five or six hours so not terribly a lot compared to the those who did i usually only enjoy it playing multiplayer though the single player on this does look a lot better than it has in the the past few releases but uh you know for smash it's if you're a fan you're gonna love it i think uh it does you know a lot of it's got a ton of characters it's got a ton of stages Uh, obviously that's been advertised a ton so there's lots of content in it for for the fan uh, of, of the game so I don't regret it. It's really fun. And then I'll have, it's a good, Hey, I have some friends over some, you know, other, like when I have my nephew, it's, it's a great game, easy game to sit down with, uh, with others and play it. So I just, the reason why I haven't, I wasn't even going to get it is the, I got the one on the Wii U and then the Wii before it. And obviously I played a lot of the GameCube one, but, uh, I just haven't, didn't play the last few very much just because I don't have the environment where a lot of people are like over playing games. It's all online now, so well, and I know the you can online, play it online. For, for this one is way better. Yeah, still it's eh. You can I, play I with, guess it's you can play with Peter. Hmm? He plays a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of our new staff members. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could try that. Um and then I got the Sega Genesis collection on it, which that was another one I wasn't sure if I was going to get because I had it's basically the same exact one on PC that I already have. But being able to play it handheld was appealing. So I've played a few games on it. I played some Streets of Rage 2. I've played um, I played some Golden Axe. Uh, it looks great. It's uh, fun on the Switch. I the controls are, are decent. Some playing some of the action games I don't like in uh, with the Joy Cons on the uh, in in portable mode. I. I I guess I don't kind of like the responsiveness of the the buttons in the D-pad. Feels a little weird to me. I guess just used to using a Genesis controller for some of those games, but uh, it's still it's a you know great amount of content and uh, 
uh, for you know thirty bucks. And I, I was a big fan of Genesis growing up. I've been playing a lot of Shadow Force Two on it actually. So I have this tendency that all these games I need to play, and I go back and play the ones I've beaten like ten times already. So yeah. I guess those are com- comfort food games. I uh, I want to ask you about the ogre battle hack you have on your list here. Yeah, I was gonna about to get. So you're gonna get mad. I got a couple EverDrives, <laughs> but I own all these games anyway, pretty much. And so the reason I get them is so I can play hacks and translations like that, mm-hmm. but not emulated. So the EverDrive allows you to do that. So I can play it on well either original hardware or the Super NT that I have. Mm-hmm. So that was my. Does uh, the Super NT not have a um? A custom firmware that lets you put stuff on there yet? It's not. Uh, no, okay. a little bit, but I not. Know the, I know not, the NES one did, but I didn't know. Yeah, Super NT did. It does a little bit, but it's not like the NES one. Okay. And um, so the Ogre Battle hack. This one is. It's called the Army Balancing mod. I think it's on ROM Army hacking. Balancing. Oh wait. See now, here's the thing. I know because I know Anna. I'm married to her. If you start talking about ogre battle hacks, all of a sudden she's more receptive to the concept of modding because she <laughs> loves over ogre battle. Um, free enterprise. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. You like? Uh, did you like the original? Or did you like ogre battle sixty four? I like both of them. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I love, I love ogre, battle. ogre battle. I don't like tactics ogre. It's okay. She's a weirdo like yeah. that. I love she likes both. Final um, Fantasy tactics. Day. I love I love actually the Ogre series may be my favorite of all time. I talk about it all the time, but Tactics Ogre is, is great. I've beaten Ogre Battle. I used to rent the Super NES Ogre Battle and beat it in a weekend. Wow. And I just plow through it back as a kid in like high school. Yeah, I had to buy it because well, what were those voice samples, Anna? Um Got conflict. Item Got- <laughs> Find out. Find out. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were watching somebody play it, and she just yeah. Like, there was a guy. He's doing an all fairy playthrough. Oh my gosh! Uh, okay. So he went and like ran across the mountains a million times until he recruited so many fairies that he had nothing but leaders with fairies. It's an amazing playthrough. Ooh, Fallen is Legion strange. is free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, and it's isn't a, that the Spencer game? Yeah, and it's cross buy. Wow. Or I guess that PS4 version might have both, but yeah. it is also cross buy. Yeah. Fight it out. Fight, Fight it, out. it out. That's the one. Fight it out. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing that. I've gone through. I think I'm on the sixth stage. And so a lot of what this hack does is, um, is it makes some of the evil units more powerful or. I wouldn't say more. They, they balance them out with uh, the, some of the good units. All the heroes have three attacks in the front row. I think it's uh, it made the Lich a little weaker. It gave the Witch, uh, I think she powers up to a Siren or something like that. So wow, witch the has Witch a has some use for her? Yes, something you can actually upgrade. So obviously, in the or I would say, for those who haven't played Ogre Battle, the Male classes have a lot more class upgrades, and the female classes basically just have the Valkyrie oh, and the Witch. Come on. <laughs> Ogre Battle 64 does a lot better with it. Uh, but there's it's still more. a little unbalanced. Yeah, a little bit. 
I mean, really, the only thing that the girls are useful for in terms of the original Ogre battle is Cleric. Cleric, well, Valkyrie. Right. Valkyrie's good. But I mean, eh. problem is, is if you had too many Valkyries, you could have too many Valkyries. Yeah. Well, they can go in the front, too, and they're good. They, they're physical attackers in the front, or you can do the uh, lightning in the back. Yeah. It's just so, it's hard to get <clears throat> Valkyries because they start out as Amazons, and mm -hmm. Amazons are so fragile that you can't put them in the front row. No, they're only back attacks. So you load them in the back and then make them a cleric or a Valkyrie. The only benefit they have is upgrading them into like a cleric or a Valkyrie. Their intelligence is usually a little higher. Yeah. Or right. the soldiers in the front, their intelligence is lower. So, yeah, you can make them a doll mage or a wizard or whatever. But they usually start off about 10 intelligence, 15 intelligence lower than the ones that you get already uh, as a wizard. It's, it's weird that way. Yeah, I don't think I ever turned a soldier into a doll mage. I think I always, like, uh, cannibalized a, a magic caster. Yeah. Doll, I don't usually use the doll mage all that much. I find it's harder to get keep. I think the hardest alignment to keep is the neutral alignment to get them upgraded. It's, it's easier to make them go far good or far evil. And so there's always a lot of alignment um, uh, micromanaging in that game. I'm going to look at the... Uh, which is funny because I had no problems getting doll mages. But yeah, you can give them the first doll mage is easy. It's the upgraded class that's harder to. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Because you have yeah. to stay really, really balanced. Yep, you got to stay kind of in between like, like forty and sixty. To Fifty-five. Yeah, it's a really yeah. narrow window. All right. So the here's the description of the ogre battle army balancing mod. This mod makes the previously undervalued units useful and adds a new class to the witch line, which uh, can promote at level 15 and use the undead ring to become a sorceress. Ooh. The mage. Yeah. So it makes her useful. Uh, the mage now promotes as an undead staff. Many attacks have been changed to make the game more enjoyable. Oh, that's right. The, like the, the good hero that I got ha instead of doing an attack in the front row has banish times three. Uh, <gasps> And then nice. the back row uh, gets missile, like so. It's a fairy attack. Wow! So it's just so pretty interesting. That it's it, a, a positive alignment hero is useful. Yep. I don't know how I feel yeah. about that. It used to be the the weak one. Yeah, it get... was useless because what did it get? Thunder. It got two attacks. No, there's still thunder. It got two attacks and something. I think it got banished in the back row, which is a single attack, a single character, and it wasn't that good. And two two attacks in the front row, if I'm not mistaken. So you'd always get the Ianuki one with three attacks in the front row. Yeah. Yep. But or, now they all get three um, attacks. Uh, who had Blizzard in the back? No, oh, that was the good one then. Okay. Maybe. But it was only one Blizzard. Yeah. And then the yeah, front yeah, row yeah. two attacks. Uh, the Vampire now uses the Evil Ring attack. Uh, the top dragons can now do three area effects in the back row. Wow, this is uh, this sounds super balanced. Yep, yep. All top level beasts now have four front row attacks, and the resistance has been increased. Because in that in the first game, getting the yeah, some of the dragons, some of the giants are decent, but all the other ones kind of suck. So this makes yeah, them more it was useful. like here's my griffins. They attack once. Yep. But they take up two slots. Yep. Yep. That was the. Uh, evil ones, muses, beast masters, dragoners, dragon masters, and tiger men all have all get an extra attack in the front. Ooh. So makes them yeah, because if you you can make your guy a paladin, you get three attacks and they're really powerful. You can make him an evil one and he only gets two attacks and it's much inferior. Uh, 
So um, they reduced the lich for balance. Uh, I think the I think the princess only gets one attack, even when she's the leader. So she's not too. She's still OP, but not as bad. <laughs> so big halo, Foomp. Yeah, the, there's the star thing. Yep. And but she would get everyone an extra attack, so it's she was by far, I think. And you put her with like a lich, and it was just like kill team. Yeah. You could wipe anything. You could really break that game once you know what you're doing. Yeah. So right. I've been playing yes. that some. Um, what else have you been playing? I'm playing a lot of BattleTech Flashpoint still, and you get 1,200 days for your. I did a uh, like a career mode and not the story mode, and it's kind of more of a. You, you just there's no story missions. You just do flashpoints and random missions. Build up your mercenary, mech crew, and. I think I'm only like 100 days left out of 1,200 days. So I've been plowing through a lot of that, putting a lot of hours into that. I'm supposed to be doing more of that Mutant Year Zero game because I'm supposed to be writing a review. I found over the, the break, a lot of my time is playing was more veg out. And when I'm playing something I plan to review, I kind of want to absorb it more, you mm-hmm. know, and try to take notes of things and be much more attentive. And my game playing time lately was more mindless well i wouldn't say it's mindless but easier yes i don't you know i could just sit there and relax and and plow through BattleTech while i was watching you know stuff on netflix on my other monitor or something like that so i really couldn't do that with the plain something i plan to review otherwise i would you know probably not have a very good review to write uh though i do I, i need to do it i know i do i just need to Crack the whip. Yes, yes. And I, I do enjoy the game for the most part. Um, it is difficult, like Chris was talking about. It's, it's so hard. Tough. I don't like the gameplay loop. <laughs> Running around stealthing and picking off enemies one by one, I just, it's not fun to me. That makes the battles a little easier before you start them. Sometimes I found that a couple of battles, you have to do that or you'll get, you'll get overwhelmed. I found that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the first map I hit that on, and that's when I was like, yeah, nope, nope, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, more power to you. I know you like the hard stuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah. To, yeah. Unless I, it's just My annoying. problem with it is like, um, I, see, and I find it annoying because if you don't do that, at least on some of the maps, I guess I haven't played all the maps, so I don't know what the ratio is, but... If you don't do that, at least on some of the maps, and then you get in the battle, it's like you can't win that battle. Like no matter mm-hmm. how many times well, I try it, at least I couldn't win those battles. And then finding out the way I'm supposed to do it is to pick them off one by one, really slowly, and then have the battle that I might still lose. No thanks. Yeah, and, or you got to use all your consumables, which Ugh. are expensive. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that one I need to get back to. I, I was making good progress. I know I need to. I feel sorry. I feel bad that I haven't done Don't it feel already. Bad. Don't feel Don't bad. Feel bad. <laughs> um, and then the last new game I started kind of playing is Magic the Gathering Arena. Oh. I've seen a lot of people stream this. That's the Hearthstone magic. Yeah. it's it's It takes... Well, see, they've always had Magic the Gathering online, but that one's more exactly like the paper and it's, it's a little clunkier the interface is clunkier some of the rules manipulations it's the way it's been programmed it's really old uh, but you cards you get in there you can actually 
you know, redeem. So I don't know how that's going to still work it's with this not, arena. They're not doing it in an <laughs> arena. Arena's meant to be like, oh, let's have a fully digital magic that yeah, people actually and, want to interact with. <laughs> well, see, I really did like Magic Gathering Online, though. I, it, it helped but me it learn so to draft. It was so old and clunky. And it ugh. is. Well, and isn't the whole, like, ooh-ah thing for Magic the Gathering Arena is three-sided cards? Oh, I didn't know that they did that in there. That would make sense. Well, what Arena's supposed to be, it, it's... The rules should all be there. It should just be like playing an alternative to playing tabletop, but in the and uh yeah, I mean, in take, the video game form, but yeah, you know, they've had those single player ones for forever and then yes. now they're taking that and making it like have the full card set is the idea I had that what the is what they were doing and then well, I don't know I if they're going to add any digital only stuff on here or not. To me it's kind of like a, a melding of Duels of the Planeswalkers and Magic yeah. Gathering online making it a little more putting a little more flashiness and presentation than just the bare bones online card game and kind of having more of that interface in there more of a more gamey i guess that's the i'm trying yeah, to think doing what right. hex has been doing for two or three years now <laughs> yeah kind of putting that little bit of um that little over the you know the the interface and the, the interaction in there more more of a video game form but while still being all the rules, all the you know the gameplay of the card game, and they kind of help streamline it for those who want it more streamlined. And you can mostly slow it down and get as technical as you can on, let's say, Magic Online or in paper. So I think what they're trying, uh, well, I know what Wizards is trying to do, is make it a more esportsy type uh, setup for uh, you know doing streaming, doing tournaments, doing. Uh, all that you know, the esports following stuff. To I guess they're trying to make sure it stays relevant in you know, in in both formats and um, trying to get the pros uh, making a pro league for it and having the pros play both paper magic at big tournaments and then also get them to be well known you know names uh, on the esports scene playing in their you know arena. Um, leagues and and matches and whatnot and you know for someone like me who's been more the yeah, the video games are kind of fun but you know the papers where it's at and and being more of a pierce in that regard it, at first it seems kind of like uh you know but in some other ways i'm like oh they may this is probably a very smart move on their part even though it may not interest some of those types as much but that's where everything's headed, and you either get with the times or you get left behind. And, and you know, it's been a game that's lasted a really long time. So you think they're maybe they're one of the few exceptions that can you know weather that. But uh, all you know, if they see an opportunity to to you know keep up with everyone else, I, I think it's probably a smart move in the end. Uh, and I, so I've been trying it out, and it's you don't really have to put money into it. It's kind of like Hearthstone. Uh, I could see where the allure would be there to. I mean, if you want, actually want cards, you might. Want no, them. you can get them without. Oh, how I've do you earn them? How do you earn them? Sorry, just by playing. Okay. So you you play and then you unlock uh, coins and every thousand coins you buy you can buy a pack and then some quests you do. So it's just by playing and like 
play so many green spells. You play 50 green spells, you unlock 500 coins, or you unlock a new deck, or you unlock a pack of cards after 10 wins, or something like that. So there's things like play nows, which are free, and then there's constructed tournaments, and there's drafts, and all that. Some of them cost money to enter. Some of them cost coins. I think you can, if you get enough packs, you can just use those packs to draft with. So, uh, though if you yeah. open packs, you get bonus rares by opening oh, really? packs. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The, how does that work, the bonuses? Do you uh, need to think, open more at once or what? Uh, I think uh, you get like a rare every extra rare every like six packs and an extra uncommon every four packs or something like that. I'd have to go back and look. I've only played it probably three hours, two, three hours. So there's a, a nice little introduction that kind of teaches you everything. Um, so you could sit there and basically play for free. And so that's for those who, you know, only get their fix maybe once a week or two weeks, play, going up to play an F and M or, or those who play all the time, this can give you, uh, another venue to F and M being Friday night magic. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Friday night magic, either drafts. I'm more of a, I used to be a lot more in constructed and then I ended up selling all my cards about two years ago before I moved. And, um, I haven't really played much since. And, uh... Bless you. Uh, so, it's is the game, uh, so is the game free? Yes, it's free. Also? Mm-hmm. What are three-sided cards? That, I don't know. Yeah, that's something Anna said. I don't know if that's actually a thing. Um, so, you know how there are some cards in card games that you flip it over and it does something different? Mm-hmm. It's cards that you can flip a second time and it does something different again. I didn't know that. Yeah, they only knowledge... exist in digital card games. So I think like Hex and Hearthstone both oh. have a couple of them. Okay, I didn't know that. To my knowledge, it was only supposed to be the only cards in this were also going to be you know sets from the Paper Magic as well. Okay, but I, I could be wrong. So I, I could, think they I have. I could definitely like... be wrong too. So here's the thing: if you're going to have like finally do the full on cool awesome Magic experience, and we've got money and stuff to do this right, then. I say go all the way and do like things you can only do digitally and like say, hey, this weekend we have pre-constructed decks full of cards that um, are from the alpha set. And so you can finally play with uh, black lotuses and all the color gems and stuff. And we've put together, you can feel how broken these were and play in, in an arena against other people with the same broken stuff. And I don't know. I think online actually allows you to get some of those cards. Okay. Um. This one, I've seen. I've I thought I've read. I, I don't know all the, all the answers on some of this, but this one I've heard they're not really going to be exploring some of the older sets as much, and they're going to focus on the new sets and stuff going it's forward. Like, that's their advantage is history. Yeah, and like to sit there and just ignore that. I don't understand it. <laughs> well, what I don't understand is how or why they're going to try to keep Magic Online alive at the same time supporting this because it's making money. Yeah, I, uh, what else would it be, you know? But to me, it's really competing with each other. Yeah. And, and as soon as one cannibalizes the other, it'll shut down. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think they're trying really to make this a fully cool. integrated, though you'll, you go to events and then you'll play Magic the Gathering Arena at like PAX and try to win a shot into a big tournament. No, they already have announced stuff like that, so... It'll be interesting to see how well it's adopted and how much people like it. It's still in beta right now, um, and your stuff will get wiped when it carries over. If you put any money into the beta, you get re- your money refunded 
at the end, and they're doing that so I guess they can test out the economy and how much if if the paid stuff is you know too cheap or too expensive. Makes sense. So it's it. I'm interested to see how it goes. And like I said, I've been away from the game for about two years, so I don't know a lot of the new sets, new cards. Uh, though I was tempted to go do the um, the pre-release next weekend and uh, kind of get back into it a little. I, I, I don't really, even even the last few years before I stopped playing, I didn't play Constructed all that much. I had a modern deck that I played and kind of kept up with, but uh, mostly I just love drafting and doing sealed tournaments. So I, I like uh, limited. Sweet. But the, that's probably my longest what's have you played since I've done this podcast. So. Wow. <laughs> it's good to talk about different games, though, because a lot of us only play RPGs. And you're like, I'm going to play all the things. Yes. <laughs> I try to keep diversified. You know, the one thing I don't play a lot anymore is just a traditional JRPG. And I play a lot of more tactical RPGs or Western RPGs, but so stuff like Octopath. So what you're saying is, is Do you next play... time you're on the podcast, you're going to play Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play CRPGs? Nope, not at all. Oh no, okay. <laughs> yeah, so those those are the more of the RPGs. I, I you know I used to love playing Japanese RPGs, and I own a million of them, but I just don't seem to have the patience for them as much anymore. And the stories just seem a lot more not as captivating overall. Though I, I say that in general terms, obviously I was still I was playing Sea Coden two not too long ago, so. I still love that game, but some of the others, I just don't seem to have the patience or the drive. I, there's other things I'd rather play. I guess the, the the grindiness of them is probably what, what does me in. Well, it's, it's hard to commit to a 50-hour game. Well, you say that, but then I just put like 100 hours in the Battletech Flashpoint. <laughs> did you know you were going to? Or probably. did the 100 just sneak up on you? Like, I can't. It's very rare that I watch a movie because I just don't, you know, what, two hours? What am I, made of time? <laughs> See, I play, like, all these strategy RPGs I play do take a lot of time. It's just I find the combat a little more rewarding, I guess. That's probably my thing. Whereas most of, you know, there's obviously, especially lately, exceptions. Oh, but... this game. All right, so I'm going through the magic <laughs> store. <laughs> it costs less it costs less to get packs with the real with the real money currency than it does with the in-game currency. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. It oh, they're just jerks. They want you to spend money. Sorry. All right. So is that everything <laughs> everybody's been playing? No. That's it. No. No. I played Final Fantasy Free Enterprise. Right. I walked Chris through a Final Fantasy IV Free she, Enterprise. I was ride. basically her fleshy controller. She just told me what to do, and I did it. And I won because it was an easy seed. But I don't want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have fun. My, I so was falling asleep while trying to grind in the eggs. And it's like, oh, Anna, this is for you. It's not for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um... Yeah, so I decided to enter the upcoming um, World Series of Free Enterprise tournament. Yay! And I was telling my mom about it, and I was like, I'm looking for a 2v2 partner. And my mom's like, well, why don't you just play with Chris? And I just started giggling. Yeah, no. <laughs> no? No, that's a terrible idea. Ugh. All right, is it time for the news? 
Oh man, could we would argue so much, Anna. Chris? Oh, dip beep 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 beep. Yay! All right. Um Team 17. That was the Nickelodeon theme song. Uh, it was actually Mario. All right, Team 7 uh, has announced that My Time at Porsche will be fully released on PC My January time 15, at 2019. Porsche. So this game has been My in time. Steam Early Access for Porsche. a while. Um, it My will be launching time. on Steam and the Epic Game Store for Porsche. $30 or a local equivalent. Um, the game will My be coming to PS4, and Xbox One, and Nintendo Ow! Switch. She threw something at me. Uh, sometime later this year. So my time at Porsche this is, is my a Harvest Moon esque. Anna, game. nobody heard anything that you said. <laughs> what could that be? I don't know why. Tell, tell, why is it called my time at Porsche, Anna? Um, because the island is Porsche. Oh, I thought Porsche was a person. No. Okay, January fifteenth. So that's this week. Yep. Thirty bucks. Steam, Epic Games, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Thought it was a car. Later. What? A car? Porsche? A car? Oh, that's a Porsche. Yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> it is a car too. All right, it's post-apocalyptic world building. Yeah, so it's in sort of that's that cool. Harvest Moon genre, that life sim genre. Ooh, what are these pills? Can I take these? No, you cannot oh. take them. Oh, I just threw your pill thing in jelly. You threw what? Your pill container in jelly from the donut. Yeah. Mm. And some jellies fill out. Um, thirty. This podcast is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts because <laughs> we all go there before we can. All right, all right. Don't break it. I'm not breaking it. Uh, Thirteen Sentinels. Aegis Rim is going to get a Japanese prologue release. I don't know. All right, what is Aegis Rim? Uh, Thirteen Sentinels is like this game that got announced in like 2013. Um, and then it disappeared for a while, and then it got reannounced, and then it disappeared. This was supposed to be like PS3 and Vita, and now it's going to be PS4 exclusive. Okay. So the prologue's coming out um, in Japan on March 14th. Um, is There's a lot of info here. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on here. Read Multiple ways for players to access the prologue, though all require some form of purchase. It's all Japanese only, so we're not going to bother you with the details. Go read the story on the yeah. side. Okay. You're, you're buying right. uh, physical editions of um, Vanillaware's other games. Japan, so this is very useless. Yes. All right, what um, else? <laughs> Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is coming to Switch in April. So uh, if you are looking for a hard... Um, this is like a Dark Souls-esque game, right? Uh, no. It's different. Okay. It's its own. It's what an action game. What was the big game. selling point? Um, the, the, well, an action RPG, and I think you can send creatures into other people's Yeah, you have um, your game. pawns can be sent, and you can pawns. play with people people's pawns from their games. Yeah, and the and AI is supposed to be intelligent, and you're fighting giant mythological creatures and climbing on them and killing them. You can climb and, on them, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. All right, so um, the big difference between Switch and the versions that came out on PS3 and Xbox 360 is that um, the Switch version includes the ability to share pawns online. Um, and a Nintendo Switch Online membership is not required to access the online features for the game. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen includes... Well, you could do pawns online with the old ones, too. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, you okay. don't need a subscription to do it here. That, that's the important part. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, this uh, this game was out in, like, 2012. 
And then later on, it got uh, re-released on PS4 and PC with additional content. Um, and so, yeah, the, the Switch version is going to be... Man, that's an old version. game at this point. Yes. I just keep... Five, oh, I should get on top of this stuff. Five, almost six Maybe years I'll ago. actually play it this time, Snicker Snicker. <laughs> You're cute. Um, Fairy Fencer F on Switch has a release date. I feel date. like I have this game five times. All right. Well, maybe you should play it one of those five uh, Um, But I have Fairy Fencer F three times because I now have it on PS3 or 4. I forget which one. And Vita. And now I have it on Switch. Um, but other people can get it on Switch starting January 17th, 2019 in North America and Europe. Um, the game is $30 or local equivalent with a 20% discount for the first You don't weeks. have it on Switch, do yes, you? Yes, I do. You do? Yep. Why'd you get it on Switch? Because I know the PR. Oh, I have it on PS4 too. Okay. Yep. What are we doing with this? this is, is it any good? Do we want to play it? Yes. Is it a good game? I've, I've wanted to play it for a while. Yeah. Problem is, is they kept coming out with better versions, so I kept buying well, the better version. This is version. the same better version. Nah, it's got a few tweaks. Really? Yes. Oh. The, it includes all of the DLC released for the. Does PS4. it have all the all the frames? It has all the. Did the things. Switch get all the frame rates? It, it, yeah, yeah. It's still sixty or thirty or whatever the I, PS4 uh, is. You don't know. No. You don't know if all the frames made it. Up. Pascal, you played this game. Yes. Okay. It was um it was okay. It was okay. All right. Meaning I wasn't blown away, but um I, I I'm trying I'm struggling. I've been trying to remember who who the developer is. Um, Idea Factory, right? Idea Factory. Yeah. Is it Compile Hard also? Is it a who Compile Hard Idea them? Factory? We don't know. Might be. Oh, uh, Ghostlight Games did the port and is publishing in Europe, so. Um The Division 2. Decent. I don't Hey, Jonathan, new... this is up your alley. So this is sort of really interesting. Um, so The Vision <laughs> 2 has a new trailer. <laughs> There's that... Lo- uh-huh. <laughs> um, and uh, they announced that it is going to be released exclusively on the Epic Game Store. What? Yeah, it's yeah, not that part's annoying. What? Why? It's well, see, from it's Ubisoft. Even... They have their own store. Yeah. Why That's would... The other... What? It's still going to be I'm on Uplay, I'm sure. I'm but you're Chris. not going to be able to get on Steam Bye. Bye, through UB. Bye. Anyways, <laughs> if you uh, if you're okay with picking it up on the Epic Game Store, um, it will be launched uh, March 15, 2019. And uh, if you are not part of the PC, PC Master Race, you can also get it on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Heretic Operative has a release date. Uh, it will be coming February 18, 2019, on PC via Steam. Uh, and they also put out a new gameplay trailer to celebrate. Uh, and you can Sorry, read my interview. Yeah, you did an interview for this. You mm-hmm. talked to the studio founders, Ian Fisher and Robert Fermier, about this. Yes. So this is a narrative strategy RPG um, combining a board game and strategy RPG mechanics. So I'm I'm interested in this. I want to see someone do like un- do like first 30 minutes so that I can see what it plays like. All right, so um, Bungie says sayonara to Activision. Wait, I, I, I forgot. I like playing Diablo 3. I'm back in the games. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> Chris um, is back. I'm back. <laughs> so Bungie and Activision had a, had a messy divorce. Um, <coughs> so um, I didn't realize Activision had bought them. Yeah, so they, they needed help um, getting Destiny out the door. 
And so oh. Activision purchased them. And or at least Ubisoft the has the their own PC store. Yeah. Just you're gonna have to deal with this and move on. This. All, all right. right, so, so Destiny all right. So is... Bungie and Activision have split up. Who's getting the kids? Um, Bungie is getting Destiny. All right. Well, that's pretty much the only kid in pull question here. Yes. So. So. They weren't purchased. They just signed a, le- a contract to cooperate, says Ninji in our chat room. What does that even mean? I wonder how is, is this still going to be on Battle.net? Oh, so that's what it is. It's not an ownership thing, Anna. Yeah. So... Bustin, Bustin-y. Bungie has decided they're going to publish Destiny themselves now. Okay. So, and yeah, that's a good question. Will they still be on Battle.net? I don't I know. I don't know. All There's right. a Freudian slip there with Bustin-y. Chris is still on I his. I do like uh, he's thinking about his... <laughs> um, so Square Enix, being the master of announcements of announcements, they have announced... Uh, episode a teaser. 15. Oh, yeah. The Final so they've Fan- announced that they're going to have an animated prologue for Final Fantasy 15 episode Arden. Oh, they decided not to cancel this? No, no, no. The episode Arden was the only DLC they yeah, didn't cancel. Yeah, but they could have canceled the animated pro- prologue nope, just to, because nope, nope, they no, like no, no, canceling no. things about so 15. So they're going to put out the animated prologue in February 2019 okay. with episode Arden itself coming out in March 2019. Okay. However, as with, ev- all, as with Every, all of the post-game DLC... Yeah. For Final Fantasy 15. Spoilers. Spoilers. Don't watch the trailer if you haven't played 15. Yes. Or at least the the silly touchscreen version. Yep. So I really liked Pocket. I'm still debating whether I want to go back and uh, play the full game. We'll see. And uh, surprise. Surprise. Um, Catherine Classic by? is available now for PC. What does that mean? Um. So cat. So there's Catherine Full Body. Yeah. Which is the remake that in Japan is PS4 and Vita. Catherine Classic is the original PS3 and Xbox 360 game. Okay. With none of the enhancements that are coming to full body, like the third character. Except it's up Yeah, so it's 4K resolutions, unlock frame rate, customizable keyboard mouse controls, and the Japanese voiceovers. Why isn't it getting the new stuff? Because this is Catherine Classic. The new game isn't out yet. Oh, but they did announce that... But um, the new game isn't planned for PC. Oh, this is so confusing. So, um, Catherine Full New Body... New game as in like a sequel? No, no it's a it's an full adva- body edition. enhanced remake where they add a third oh. Catherine. Yeah, they're adding another Catherine. The sequel Catherine. will be interesting. Eh, I don't think we're getting the sequel. Yeah, um, the other thing... I about, don't know how you do a sequel with the ending of that game. <laughs> depends on which <laughs> ending you consider canon. It either ending. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Catherine, um, basically, you have a guy, that Vincent, and he's a dog. He's dating Catherine with a K. No, he's a, he's a human. No, he's a dog. No, he's a sheep. That, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> he is dating Catherine with a K, and she announces that she's pregnant, and he cheats on her with Catherine with a C. Maybe. It's not really it's his not, fault. She's a succubus. I, but anyway, don't know if she... It's weird. And so the problem is, is once he's, once he's cheated on Catherine with Catherine, he starts having these terrible nightmares where he is a sheep climbing an ever dangerous tower of blocks. And so you have to move the blocks around. Some blocks have spikes in them that will kill you. Some of them have like ice and they're slippery. You can slide off the edge. And it's <coughs> affecting all the people who do bad things in the city or all the men. And if you don't survive the block puzzle, you wake up dead 
Yeah. Wait, I guess you don't wake up. You don't wake up. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a, and there's giant creatures, nightmare creatures that um, climb up the tower behind him oh, and try yep. to get him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the bosses, yeah. The bosses creatures. are terrifying. They're, one of them is like this demented baby that cries the whole this time. This is basically, <sighs> this is how they yeah. uh, made the Persona 5 engine. Um, so you'll see a lot of the visual style and look of the game is a lot of the Persona 5 look and style. Yep. So uh, that's why. This is how they were making their HD engine. So um, well, full body. Also classical music. Full body was also announced for North America and they have revealed that it is PS4 only. Okay. Stop playing with that, please. Okay. Thank you. You got it? Yes. All right, good. <laughs> I'm not throwing my pills at you anymore. I'll okay. find something harder. All right. All right. I recommend that uh, World of Warcraft coin. So, yeah, and is cheap. Um, people is... are the Catherine Classic. Oh. Is this the new definitive esports version? No. Oh. People are upset because the company that ported it is new and they feel like they made mistakes. Ooh, how dare a new company do things? Yep. Um, so we also had a big feature this week. We had uh, RP Gamers most anticipated 2019 games. Oh, what are we anticipating? Uh, oh my gosh, lots of stuff. Babylon's Fall, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chocobo's Mysterious Dungeon, everybody! Everybody! Cyberpunk 2077. But it's 2019. Yeah, this is this is in the future. Okay. Etrian Odyssey Nexus, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, I bet that could Get push. in the car, loser! Okay. Uh, God Eater Where 3 are we going? and Judgment. We are taking a sword. We are taking the Sword of Fate. And we are going to go defeat the Machine Devil. Oh, in the Get in the Car game? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I remember I played this yes. at PAX. All right, so here's the thing. All right, Kingdom Hearts 3, Long Gone Days, My Time at Porsche, which is out. Nelky it's not and out the Legendary yet. Alchemist. It's out this week. Pixel Noir. Only on one system. Pokemon Generation 8, Shenmue 3, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Super Neptunia RPG, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, Outer Worlds, Yokai Watch 3. Uh, how many? All right, over under. Five of these games don't make it out this year. Five? Yeah. Five right, of them I'm get delayed. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Saban says. No, I'm saying that's the over-under. Do you think it'll be more or less? Okay. Everyone's going to pick less, right? Who wants to vote over and who wants to vote under? Five is terrible. All right, let's do three. Let's do three. Yeah. Okay. So Saban says... Oh, wait, right, 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 right. right. We can't do that. Um, It's got to be 2.5. Yeah, (sighs) 2.5. 2.5 over-under. I'm going to pick over. Okay, so you're going to pick over, Chris. Um, I'm going to pick under. Okay. Pascal? What about Pascal? You want me to vote under 2.5? Yeah, yeah or so over? that would be two or less. What's the point? The point okay, yes, I Yeah, the point five is so that you, yeah. I'm That's, still going to say under. It says two or less. How about you, Jonathan? I'll go over. Over. Oh, All right. That's what split. That's how I know I picked a good number. <laughs> All right, so we'll review that um, at some point. <laughs> at the end of the year, yeah. we're going to remember. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put... Uh, and put a link to this next to it so we can find the game. feature. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Xenon Valkyrie, we have an interview... Or, sorry, an impression. I don't know what this is. Xenon Valkyrie Plus is um, an old... Jer- is like a classic JRPG 
No, this is... Um, <laughs> what, what are you talking no, about? No. You don't know what it is either. This is, <laughs> this is a roguelite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should have put the genre like at the start of this actual I don't know what this is. Yeah. It's an impression. All right. See it on Valkyrie Plus. Well, it's not linked to the game page, so I don't know... Yes, it is. Where? At the very stop. I expected an easy Oh, but it's not showing... But usually, there's a more about X at the bottom of our pages, and it's okay. not there. Sorry. Okay. okay. All right. Here it is. Uh, this came out in 2017 for Linux, Macs, Windows. It's just out this year for Switch. So Yep. All right. I cool. guess that's the plus. And here's the other game content. Yeah, we just missed a box on, on that page. That's Oopsie. fine. All right. Um, if you are interested in Anthem, we have uh, new gameplay footage and an official trailer. Trailer. Um, so this is coming out uh, to Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on February 22nd. Um I think we're going to have more news about this soon. So stay tuned. Okay. Um, Black Desert, the free-to-play MMO, um, is coming to Xbox One. And we actually have a release date now. Um, So those who pre-order either the Standard Edition, the Deluxe Edition, or the Ultimate Edition um, will be able to begin the game on March 1st, um, 2019. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they're staggering it. So if you buy the Ultimate Edition at $100, you get to play on March 1st, 2019. If you pre-order the Deluxe Edition, you get to start on March 2nd. If you uh, pre-order the Standard Edition, you get to start March 3rd. And if you don't pre-order it, the game officially launches on March 4th. Okay? Okay. Clear as mud? Yep. All right. Um, Breach. Um, uh, is going to be coming to early access. Um, so we had we sent Sarah to play this at PAX West, so you can check out her impression. Steam early access version of Breach is launching on January seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So this week. Okay. Um, if you want to wait for it to be free to play, you will have to wait until later in the year. Cool. cool. Okay. Uh, Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight has a release date. Um, it is on Nintendo Switch, January 10th, 2019. And the game supports English, Japanese, French, Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese, German, Italian, Russian, Chinese, Danish, and Korean. <sighs> you got enough support there? Yes. So Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight is the fourth game in the Momodora franchise. They are action platformers. That this is the one where you become a kitty cat. Yes. So we cover these because they're RPG adjacent. And kitty cats. And they have cats. Cats. Um, there is, we have a release date for Lovecraft's Untold Stories, which is a roguelite based around Cthulhu Mythos. Okay. Yeah. So you, uh, you are an investigator. And you uh-huh. can either be a detective, a professor, a ghoul, a thief, or a witch. And your task is to defeat eldritch creatures and gather clues to stop the great old ones and his minions from conquering Earth. Um, if this sounds cool to you, um, you can jump into this on January 31st, 2019 for $15, our local equivalent. Um, if you buy it before January 31st, the early access version is available for $13. So jump in on that if you think you'll be interested because you'll save some moolah. Moolah. Is this a game you're going to play? You like Cthulhu. Yeah, but I don't like roguelites. Oh, that's right. Even yeah. though it's a light yeah, and you make progress. Here. Yeah. Okay. Mm, 
I mean, if I'm going to play... It's very bloody. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to play a game like this, I would rather play Moonlighter. I don't think of Cthulhu as having a lot of blood. I think of it more as like being mind horror. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it I, depends I've on never read Cthulhu stuff, so... I mean, remember, stabbing my own eyes out. Mm, okay. That's what I mean. I've been Those thinking about going back and, and getting Call of Cthulhu. Okay. The one that just came year. out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. You I haven't played it. I played it at E3. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. No, no. The, the, this is the one with the, the painting and the detective. Uh-huh. Oh. You did play it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just want a Cthulhu fix. Yeah. I, I mean, played Cthulhu Tactics, and there was no Cthulhu or anything, or hardly anything you Cthulhu-related You were so much more excited for this game last year, Anna. Uh-huh. It's okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. Another Eden, the Cat Beyond Time and Space, is launching on mobile devices um, on January 28th, 2019. So the game will launch in North America, but not Mexico. What What is this cat? Um, what do you, what? You said the, the cat beyond time and space. Tell yeah. me about the cat. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this trailer. It's all text on, oh, wait, wait, there's, yeah. and it turns into an NIS looking game. What is yeah, this? Yeah, so this there's a little is, kitty cat and a guy with sword and yeah. sword's really big. It's a free to play turn-based wait, wait, action wait, RPG. Wait, wait, what? Um, what? Is this a mobile game? Yeah, I said oh, mobile. Oh, come on. Um, Chris, the is it a gotcha game. The developer is Masato Kato. Who's that? Uh, the guy who directed Chrono Trigger. Oh. Uh, yeah, does that mean anything? And the opening theme is composed by Yatsunori Mitsuda. So, okay. Stop me if you've heard this before, but, you know, uh, Sakamoto is going to make a free-to-play game that's a tactical-inspired RPG. Do you mean, no, do you mean Sakaguchi? Sakaguchi, that's the one I meant. Thank the Gooch? You. Yeah, the Gooch. He made a free-to-play phone game. Yeah, and, and we liked it. We yeah. just eventually fell out of it. Yeah, and then they made a sequel, and nobody cared. So Yeah, they were supposed to make a, a console game. And <laughs> yeah, I never got around to that. And they just... Yeah. <sighs> they did. They announced it, and then it sort of quietly went away. <laughs> um, if you are interested in Atelier Lulua, the Scion of Arland, we have new screenshots. What's this new one now? characters. So this is the fourth Arland game. This oh is the gosh. one where you play Rorona's kid. Rorona. I'm so confused. Yeah. Do we have any of these over here yet? Uh, this one's... What are you talking about? Arland is like the PS3, PS4, uh, Vita, Switch trilogy. Okay. It's well, the one that I'm playing right wait, now. they're making... So they made the Arlen trilogy and it is got this really the popular. Mysterious ones? Or? No, Arlen, Arlen trilogy. Shouting at me, I don't know what's going on with Arlen. It's Arlen, and then after oh. that was Dusk, and then after that was Mysterious. I'm calling it the Arlen trilogy, and you're like, are these so they mysterious so they decided to make a fourth game in an old series. Yes. Okay. They've never done that. Before. Is this a free to play phone game? No. Okay. Good. Goodness, we've been talking about this repeatedly. This Remember? is the one that's a billion dollars on the Switch right now because no. you have to buy three games at once. No, that's the Arlen Trilogy, and you don't have to buy them all at once. But if you buy them all at once, it's way cheaper. Uh, no, yeah, way cheaper. Only $100 for really old games 90. that you've played before. And separately, they're like 45 All right. 
Those buy two, get one free. Buy two, get one free. <laughs> Remember, I showed you the art about this because people were complaining that the characters are like all super anime chibi and the horse is super realistic. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, look at that horse. Yeah. He totally doesn't match the rest of the game. Yes. <laughs> so this is Rorona's daughter. So if as as you remember from the Arlen trilogy. Oh, as I remember, yeah. yeah. Clearly so as I'm I remember. So I'm going to remind you from the Arlen trilogy. Uh-huh. There was Rorona, uh-huh. and then there was Totori, mm-hmm. and then there was Maririririririr. Okay. And Rorona becomes a child, gets okay. de-aged into a little kid in one of those games. So she's much younger than all of the other alchemists. Okay. So even though this is like 20 years later and everybody should be like 50, instead Rorona has a kid that's now old enough to be the star of her own game. Is Barona old again now? Well, she's adult. She's not old because remember she got aged down. But to like she's eight. back to an adult age. Yeah, she's back to an adult. How she old grew is up she again. compared to her kid? Um, did she have a kid when she was little or big? No, big, big. The first time or the second time? Oh, uh, the second time. The second time. Yes. So she grew up again, and this time had a kid. Yes. Oh my gosh. Now we still don't know who I'm the so daddy confused. is. <laughs> yes, we do. It's Stark. It is not Sturkenberg. It's Stirk. It is not Sturkenberg. <laughs> it's the only guys whose name I know, therefore it's Stirk. <laughs> it's the horse. <laughs> it's the horse. Oh, and uh, Pamela has been confirmed oh, as the shop owner. Ghost baby. <laughs> Pamela, ghost baby. What? No! <laughs> it's a ghost baby. I mean, the worst The worst part would be if the, the kid is Baldi's kid. Okay. You remember him? Oh, he, yeah. He runs mm-hmm. the, the weapon shop? Yep. Yeah. Hagrid? Hagrid. 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 Ha- it's not Hagrid. That's Harry Potter. No. No, I think it is Hagrid. <laughs> Hagel. Hang on. Hagel. It's not Hagrid. I'm sure it's not Hagrid. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, Atelier um, Black's... Hagel. You're right. It is Hagel. Yeah. Hagel Boldness. I remember this game better than you. What are you talking about? That's my favorite part is his last <laughs> name is Boldness. Not Baldness. Well, boldness. It's, it's Baldness in Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a brief, by the way, folks. <laughs> because uh, we're going to the next story. Um, Destiny <laughs> Connect has a new trailer and uh, it fi- and uh, they no not a uh, new trailer has a whole bunch of new screenshots and they're this showing. This is a time traveling RPG. Does yeah. it involve a microwave? No. That's too bad. Uh, it's a turn based RPG where Sherry and her friends must solve the mystery that has caused the town of Clockney to freeze in time. Oh, how how appropriately named that town is. Clockney. Clockney. Yeah. It's a time game, so let's name the town Clock. All right. I bet they all have English accents, too. Uh, well, we don't know. This is mm-hmm. gonna. This is coming out for PS4 and Nintendo Switch in Japan right. on March 14th. Ugh. This doesn't have a North American release date announced, um, but it's developed by Nipponichi, so we're going to get it. Whether we want it or not. All right. All right. So that's that. I, th- I think that's all the news. Thank goodness. Uh, hey, you should come and join our Discord. RPGamer.com slash Discord. Come chat with us during the week. We like chatting. 
We got channels for like Nintendo where you can set up Smash matches. We got a Now Playing where you can talk about the newest, rudest games coming out. We got a hashtag Team Handheld where you can talk about all your portable games. The newest, rudest games coming out? Why not? Why why are the games rude? I don't know, because it rhymed. (laughs) The newest, nudest games coming out. No, no. Did we lose Skype? I think our there's Chris okay, again. There, Back there. to his nude games. Oh, nude gaming. Oh right, yeah. Oh, never mind. We're not playing. Have those. you noticed that you've done that like three or four times over the course of the chat? Uh, um, Remember what was it earlier? No. But fusty, fusty studios or something like that. <laughs> you've been doing it. All right, so um, All right. let's I'm get out of games let's again. get out of Chris's awkward teenage mind and talk about the feedback. So uh, we asked our fans, what are your gaming goals of 2019? Right. What are um, they? Uh, Gamer Esquire says, uh, Fire Emblem's Three Houses. That, that's his gaming goal. The goal is a game. Yep. All right, good. Um, Kudos to Anna Marie and her positive comments regarding Octopath Traveler. Could not agree more, he says. Um, <laughs> Blue sorry, No, you know what? This oh, yeah. is not right. Why? Um, I think we... What? This is... No, what? this is definitely what? not right. What? Because people are saying what game they're looking forward to. Yeah, the last week's question was, what 29 game are you looking forward to the most? Um, how yes. did I get that wrong? It's okay. I've copied... I, it's fine. We figured it out. Um, in addition, the E3 trailer seems to indicate that this installment takes some direction from the Tellius game. Uh, that's Gamer Esquire talking games. about Fire Emblem. Games. Um, those it, were the uh, those were the GameCube and Wii games. Mm-hmm. If that turns out to be the case, it will be a huge draw for many long-standing fans of the franchise, me included. Yay! All right, Budai says Cyberpunk if it happens. So he's with me on the over/under. Yep. Um, Shaman says Persona Q2. I'm pretty sure the only reason it hasn't been announced for the West yet is that they're trying to get out of the Etrian Nexus marketing cycle. They're a month away. Well, more like three weeks. Victor says. In Smash Ultimate, World of Light, I don't think... Wait, what are we talking about? Why are we talking Smash? Because we talked about Smash last week on the podcast. All right, so in Smash Ultimate, World of Light, I don't think the increased awards for equipping the wrong type of sprite are worth the effort for the Legend Rank 4 star sprite battles. The Jeff battle is one early example. Those tough as nails battles are deliberately balanced around the player amassing every possible advantage from their skill tree and their spirits. Equipping the wrong type of spirit for increased rewards works best when awakening a captured fighter, since those battles have no gimmicks and high base rewards. Question of the week. I'm looking forward to Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser's Junior's Journey remake the most because I enjoyed both the original game and the Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minion remake. Other than that, I'd rather focus on backlog games instead of new games in 2019. Anna you have that game. Yep, it's out now. Wheels says, Alex stopped me from getting in the fantasy football playoffs and got to play Yokai Watch 3 in English before me, shaking my fist in his general direction. So if you want to leave feedback for the podcast, don't be as bitter as Wheels. Well, we need we need a question if we're going to... Well, hang on. Let's huh? Feedback in general, whether you want to talk about how good or terrible the podcast is or answer a question of the week. Here's the ways you can get a hold of us. Be bitter. One, you can email podcast at rpgamer.com and tell us in China there is a, um, a question of our trademark being viable. And Henry the Horse is still not for sale. No, Henry is not for sale. Stop okay. calling. 
Um, you no, can, but you can call but us. But you can call. Sorry. Stop calling about Henry, but do continue to call us. You can call or text at 608-729-4098. Otherwise, you can join the awesome folks in the Twitch chat live every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. If you follow the channel, you also get to see cool things like when wheels um, streams the RPG backtrack or when I uh, do my Final Fantasy IV free enterprise practice runs. So all sorts of stuff on the channel. Um, there's going to be some CRPG club stuff on it. Um, wheels plays all sorts of random things sometimes. So come check out our Twitch channel. We would love to have you there. So what should be our nope, question nope. of the week? Fourth, fourth method of feedback. Oh, yeah. You can just go to the rpgamer.com, find the podcast, slap a reply in there. And there's a fifth method. What is it? Discord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Discord. I'm just letting you know. Slap it in the Twitch chat. Yeah. Twitch channel, I should say. What's our question of the week? Uh, what was your favorite AGDQ run? Oh. <laughs> favorite anything? I don't know. Should we talk about speedrunning? Do you uh, like speedrunning? Do you like the speedruns? Do you get the speedruns? Yeah. Do you like speedrunning? When you have the Chinese food, <laughs> does it give you the speedruns? Oh, no, Chris. No? Uh, uh, any I enjoyed favorite that quip. game? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So tell us about speedrunning. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What's your favorite game to see speedrun? Are you interested in speedrunning? This is, this is your chance to vent about why you don't like speedrunning. Yep. We will Go take bananas. it here. Give it to us. Just be polite. But yeah, you can vent. All right. Game's coming out this week. Y2K, a postmodern RPG coming to like everything, right? Yeah. I'm most interested in on Twitch, but I'm going to wait a little bit. Catherine again. Classic on PC. We Surprise. talked about that. Onimusha Warlords. So is that Onim- an RPG? It's RPG adjacent. Okay. It's the remake of the original Onimusha game with like more RPG elements. Is this to the it. pinball game? No. Oh, that's Odama. What's yeah. this it's, one? This is it's uh, a survival horror. Onimusha. Oh, are there zombies? It's RPG samurai zombie action. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like the um, um, the old uh, Resident Evil, but set in like what feudal Japan. What does this have to do with RPGs? It's a hack and slash. Yeah. People say it's RPG adjacent. Says who? Yeah. All right. I think there's the some list. leveling up you can do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like, just like God of War. Yeah. Could that be the question of the week? Yeah. Are you one of the people that says it's RPG adjacent? <laughs> no. 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 Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight. Also not an RPG. Yeah, but we cover list. it. And My Time at Porsche, which is the name of the island. Only coming out on PC this week. Yeah. It'll be consoles later. All right. All right. That's it. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Thanks, Pascal. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. It's record time. Thanks, me. You're welcome. Thank you, Dale North, for the the music. Kelly Ryan for the artwork. Forecast for doing the MP3 encoding. And I got to know, what are you going to be playing this week? Anna. Tales of Vesperia. Pascal. My first modern Tales game. Good for you. Uh, Pascal. Uh, Monster Boy. Monster Boy. Probably Octopath. All right. Still. Um, uh, 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 Jonathan. Uh, I want to play more Mutant Year Zero, but I'm playing Battletech right now, so that we'll works. see what happens. And I might start Octopath. <gasps> we'll see. Either that or more Diablo 3. Because it's so easy to just keep playing it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Alright. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you, see next, you next week. week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.